This is Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about recent FCC action on wireless medical devices with Dr. Dale Nordenberg, founder of the Medical Device Innovation, Safety, and Security Consortium. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Nordenberg. Thank you, Howard. Very glad to be able to speak with you about this uh, important new rule. Won't you describe the consortium and its mission for us briefly? The Medical Device Innovation, Safety, and Security Consortium was founded uh, nearly two years ago by leading healthcare delivery organizations because of concerns that they had about medical devices and their vulnerability to malware and hacking and the potential patient impact. We are a public-private partnership. Uh, in addition to the healthcare delivery organizations, we have members from the medical device manufacturing community and the broader technology industry community, as well as important government agencies uh, that we work closely with. And overall, we have three key goals. The first goal is to build this robust public-private partnership with all of the medical device stakeholders. And the second goal is to better define the security risks related to medical devices, digitally enabled and networkable medical devices, both wired and wireless, so that we can have we can be data driven in the way we assess the risk and the way we intervene. And the third goal area is to work collaboratively to develop short, medium and long term strategies and tactics to mitigate the risk associated with uh, security vulnerabilities and medical devices. The Federal Communications Commission recently voted to set aside protected broadband spectrum for wireless medical devices known as medical body area networks. Can you please describe these wireless patient monitoring systems and address the significance of this decision? The medical body area networks is really an evolutionary technology that is the result of the increasing leverage of technology for the monitoring and delivery of therapeutic modalities to to a patient. The medical body area network really consists of one or more sensors that are uh, attached, primarily attached to a patient's body that then communicate through a hub that can then take the data from these sensors aggregate these data, and then the hub has the capability to then transmit these data to other systems within a hospital or other other potential vendor, for example, that would uh, use these data to provide to physicians or providers to deliver care. The medical body area networks are important in that they extend the healthcare system's capability to monitor patients beyond a hospital setting. So, for example, the wireless medical telemetry systems that have uh, traditionally been deployed in hospitals and the rules for which from the FCC were established uh, over 10 years ago, uh, I think roughly in, in the year 2000, those systems are distinct from the medical body area networks in that they are designed to be built within the hospital, whereas the medical body area networks are really now expanding the ability and are dealing with devices that are are able to be used beyond hospital uh, facility walls. So these networks can be used in a doctor's office, a nursing home, or even a patient's home in addition to a hospital, is that right? 
that's absolutely correct. And there are going to be interesting consequences associated with that so that, for example, the ability to literally monitor a patient 24-7 will result in the collection of a tremendous amount of data. And whereas we monitored before in a much more intermittent fashion, which meant that the way we established our understanding of of physiology and body metrics, if you will, which were acquired on this intermittent basis, is going to now give us perhaps an interesting view and perhaps some some challenges in terms of the way healthcare professionals interpret uh, body-related biometrics because we'll have much more data over a much longer period of time, and that might mean that we will see things that we never really saw before. So in the coming couple of years, from an epidemiologic and from a clinical perspective, this, if you will, 24-7 monitoring and the massive amount of data that it will present to us may give us interesting windows into physiologic and pathophysiologic processes that we didn't have in shorter windows of telemetry, if you will. It, it's going to also, uh, we believe, from a healthcare system and from a clinical perspective, the ability to monitor patients beyond the walls of the hospital really could represent major advancements in, in the way we can uh, better treat patients, get perhaps to quicker diagnoses, be quicker to deliver the right interventions, and do this all in a more cost-effective way. So all the stakeholders in the healthcare ecosystem, if you will, really believe that there's tremendous potential uh, with regard to this new technology. What security issues are raised by using these uh, wireless monitors that you just described, the medical body area networks, and does the FCC's action to set aside spectrum for the devices have an impact on security, do you think? Well, from from our current assessment, the the deployment of body area networks and specifically the allocation of dedicated spectrum looks like a very positive action. Firstly, everybody recognizes that spectrum is a limited commodity. The ability to dedicate spectrum to the medical body area networks represents a mechanism that could provide optimal functioning for these devices in that it allows the FCC and other industries and other partners to better coordinate and manage the spectrum so that it would minimize the opportunity for interference between devices. From what we're seeing right now and from our current assessment, we don't see that this dedication of spectrum represents any increased risk from a security perspective. What we see is that the the same risks that people have been talking about would, would continue to persist. And what we're recommending is that we still need to work closely together to better understand the security risks for malware and for hacking that are currently associated with wireless devices. And when we talk about these risks, we're really talking about the entire information supply chain, and, and it inf- in, in this case would involve not just the sensors and the way the sensors communicate with the hubs of the medical body area networks, but also then how the data would move from these hubs to the other data aggregating systems within a healthcare ecosystem. 
So as hospitals and clinics and nursing homes and others take advantage of the new spectrum dedicated to medical body area networks, what steps should they be taking to thwart malware threats and make sure hackers don't access this new uh, medical body area networks devices? Taken holistically, we have to look at the entire ecosystem. So the way our consortium is approaching this is that we're developing a a conceptual framework for security that that really spans the whole life cycle of a medical device. And so what we mean by that is we need to not only look at what's happening within the organization, but also what's happening within the technology and the medical device manufacturing arena as well. Because our ability, if you will, to mitigate these vulnerabilities really rests on all of our shoulders, all the participants in this ecosystem. So if you're looking at the organization, if you're looking at the healthcare delivery organization, from that perspective, what they can do is, one, they can create organizational structures that really help the healthcare IT groups in the HDO or the healthcare delivery organization and the biomedical engineering groups, have those two communities be working very closely together so that when new devices are purchased or new medical device networks are implemented from a wireless perspective, from a body area network perspective, that these these two groups, the biomedical engineering group and the IT group, are working really closely together. Because we see one of the major risks being that these two groups can often work in silos and and therefore present IT and specifically security security risks. The other is to help ensure that the HDO is really uh, very effectively monitoring for malware in their environment because any increase in malware in their environment would, would clearly increase the likelihood that a medical device or a, or a body area network would be potentially impacted. And uh, similarly, looking at best practices for preventing hacking. You know, frankly, we see that the the unintentional consequences of malware and its potential impact, adverse impact on a medical device is, if you will, probabilistically much more important than hacking. Hacking does not scale very well. Even if a device is hackable and there's been clear evidence that, that, that one or more medical devices are vulnerable to hacking, it would be a big effort to hack many devices simultaneously. However, we clearly recognize the ability of malware on a very large scale to potentially disrupt more than one device and and whole networks. So monitoring and doing robust surveillance is really critical from a malware perspective. And then understanding the fact that malware innovation is so robust that the healthcare delivery organization needs to, if you will, be equally robust in its vigilance and its technologies that, that it deploys to monitor malware. From a consortium perspective, what we're trying to do is work across many different healthcare delivery organizations, if you will, to leverage the community to do the surveillance more effectively and to keep up innovation in surveillance and mitigation to try to keep pace with the innovation in in the malware community. From the perspective of the manufacturer, what our our consortium is working on is, is to really help manufacturers understand what the vulnerabilities are and what the challenges are for the implementation, not of a single device or a single type of a device, but the healthcare delivery organization, which is the patient care entity, has the challenge of actually managing security and safety across 
literally thousands or tens of thousands of devices and how they interoperate with each other. And this is a very different risk profile than a single device. And so what we're doing is we're leveraging our healthcare delivery organization leadership group to actually deliver a series of recommendations that will help manufacturers understand the challenges in the healthcare delivery organization and to hopefully give them a roadmap for developing security features that will make the healthcare delivery organization environment a much a much safer one. So in the short term, we can work at the organizational level and the surveillance level, but really the medium and long-term objective is to help industry better understand the challenges and so that the devices evolve in the coming design cycles to be, be much safer. Are the security issues involved in medical body area networks dramatically different than the security involved? in other wireless medical devices, do you think? No, we believe that the security risks are essentially the same. In fact, the the technologies that will be used in the medical body air networks are very similar uh, essentially to the wireless technologies used in our current wireless telemetry networks. So uh, so the good news is that from a from an innovation perspective, that means that the medical device community can rapidly innovate in the area of uh, medical body area networks. And also, it means that we, to the, for the most part, believe that we understand the security risks because we're familiar with them in, in the current wireless medical world. So briefly, no, we don't believe there's any uh, increased risk. And, and in fact, we believe that we will be leveraging common technologies and, uh, and we'll be able to address these security risks uh, based on what we know already. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Dr. Dale Nordenberg, founder of the Medical Device Innovation Safety and Security Consortium. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening.